What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Yala. Uh, it is the third podcast of our thrice weekly podcast where we talk about the most hot, hot topics, the newsworthiest uh, affairs with a touch of what, Terence? With a touch of uh, something that I think is called really funny, called humor. I was just carrying on the. How you uh, how you seem to be skirting around stumbling, uh. yeah, the main thing. So I was just carrying on the track, man. What yeah. what did what did I skirt around? You mean skirt around or stumble? Stumble, stumble. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah la, Then what beating skirt around? Don't beating around the bush don't, about. Don't try and butter up. Oh, if, beating if around I stumble, the bush. Yeah. If I stumble, just say stumble. But speaking of stumble, uh, actually, this uh. podcast was not meant to be like this. Uh. It was not meant to be remote. But yeah. uh, something happened. Certain uh. developments. What happened, <laughs> Harish? What happened? Um, on last Sunday night, which was the 30th of May, 31st, 30th, 30th of May, mm. um, I got a call from, uh, a, uh, at first I thought it was a scam call mm. um, because it was a number that wasn't saved and I was like, oh shit, it was at dinner time, like 8pm yep. and I got a call and then it was an actual person who started off by saying, uh, excuse me, am I speaking to Harish Jelani? Um mm. I was like, yeah. So then I proceeded to be informed uh, that a uh, delivery that I had put that had been made to my house for a bed frame mm. um, on the 24th of May was unfortunately delivered by someone who recently tested positive. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so what happened was um, positive was for COVID lah. COVID. COVID. Yeah, yeah, yeah. COVID. Yeah. COVID. Yeah. Yeah. Correct. Correct. Okay. COVID. Yeah. I mean, yeah. In case someone listens to this episode two years down the road, you know, tested positive <laughs> could mean many things. Yeah. Um. Yes. Tested positive for COVID. Um. And what had happened was the person delivered the bed frame on the 24th mm-hmm. and because the headboard was a mismatch, he came back on the 25th. Mm. But I was only at home on the 24th. Mm. Uh, my girlfriend was at home on the 24th and 25th. Yep. So then after that, uh, I was told to await further investigation. Then my girlfriend got a call mm. uh, hearing the same message, but mm. she was told additionally that because she had spent more time based on the trace together tracking uh, in in the proximity of someone who tested positive, mm. she was going to be under quarantine notice. Mm, 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 mm. So the call happened at like 8. Um, she got a follow-up call at like 9 plus saying, okay, you will be picked up either by, either by midnight tonight or tomorrow morning. Mm. By 10 o'clock, she got a call that, okay, she'll be picked up in half an hour. Mm. And yeah, by midnight, she was in the hotel being quarantined. Wow. How does it, yeah. it feel I mean, it was thing. a bit, it was a bit surreal because it all happened so fast, and mm. part of me was like, "Oh fuck!" I mean, that was um, not ideal, but holy shit, it's efficient, right? Um, and this and, is the reality for for a lot of uh, people already, like, Right? I'm sure it's not a for most people listening. This is probably not the first quarantine story you've heard, but uh, yeah. for me, this is the closest I I've come to someone I know almost getting quarantined and everything. Yeah. And and I guess like for people coming back to Singapore, it's almost like okay, you expect the quarantine, mm. I don't know. You expect the stay home notice. Yeah. But this one I guess sorry, it wasn't Sunday, it was Monday because my girlfriend had just finished live streaming a yoga class. Because mm. uh, now she teaches from the from our home because her studio is doing live streaming. Mm. So it seemed like a regular day. Um we were trying to socially distance as much as we can, um, without going out too much. But when this mm. happened, yeah, like it was a bit surreal uh, and and I mean, of course, I was thinking like, oh, fuck, if, you know, you hear, this is for someone being whisked away to be quarantined, mm. but there are cases out there where people get whisked away after they fall sick yeah. and then, un- like, they just, 
they never come back lah, which yeah. fucking is scary as fuck lah. But then yeah. since then, the weird thing is she went for a test on Tuesday morning, mm. a swab test. Yep. And we are recording this on Friday and she has yet to find out the results. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. So at first I was like, oh shit, like they are fucking efficient. To now it's like, wait, wait, wait. Uh, does this goodness. mean that she's more than likely negative? Because if she was positive, I'm sure I would have been called to be mm. quarantined somewhere. Yeah. Right? So, and the questions, like, she keeps asking, um, and when I got a call from MOH to do a swap test tomorrow, I asked, and they said, okay, um, no, not from MOH, from Certis. Mm. The the thing is that, um, yeah, we just have to wait because apparently the testing centers are all, like, swamped. Um, yeah, overwhelmed. But then when I asked tomorrow when I go for the test, how soon will I know the results? They said 24 hours at most three days. Mm. Then when I asked them, what about my girlfriend? Um, and she said, uh, okay, can't speak for her case, but might just have to wait. Mm. So in my mind, I don't know how to rationalize this, rationalize this. And part of me is like, okay, is it because she's going to be in a room till the 8th of June at least? Mm. Um, so they know that, okay, she doesn't need to know the status of the results because she's not yeah. going anywhere. As long as she's yeah. not positive, we'll let her know at some point. <laughs> <laughs> She's, Whereas for me... Yeah, it's, I mean, well, what can she, what's she going to do? Run around yeah. and infect nobody. <laughs> yeah. And then, like, for, I guess for me tomorrow, because I'm being summoned from my house and I need to go and take public transport, which, I mean, the past week, I haven't really gone uh, anywhere besides for, like, a walk downstairs away from everyone. Mm. So if I'm going to take public transport, do the test, come back, it makes sense that I should know as soon as possible if I'm positive or negative. Like. Mm. So, I don't know, so I can understand, like, the optimization of resources and efficiency but it's a bit weird eh? yeah I think uh, your experience is, is probably not unique I think uh, as in I also heard uh, very similar cases of other people who are quite confused about the whole mm. stay home notice and quarantine thing like all quite surprised by by what's going on but um, I guess yeah like what you said like, maybe it is just being overwhelmed right now and you gotta give them the benefit of the doubt like. I mean at the end of the day our probably our medical our medical services are doing uh, faring a lot better than than in a lot of other countries. So yeah. um, you know, as long as no positive case is running going running around or being asked to take public transport across the island to get a test done, then I, I think it's still okay lah. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's a I bit guess, inconvenient yeah. for you lah, unfortunately. But but I mean, it's inconvenient for me in the grander scheme of things. Um, yeah. I think it's fine. Like, the more annoying thing is. Yeah. People who I've been in contact with uh, the past week or so, just because of work and all, messaging yeah. me in the morning, uh-huh. uh, hey, how's test test results got it or not? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. by that I mean you la. <laughs> It's out of concern, dude. It's out of concern. I'm only yeah, concerned. Out of concern, but, but for her, so me, or for you? For for everyone, for everyone. But uh, hand on yeah. your heart, la, Hand on your heart. You've been socially distancing properly and everything, la, Right? Yeah, of course. Okay la, Then then well, nothing to feel scared about la. It should be fine la. Oh, no, no, I, yeah. I'm not scared. I'm just thinking that, like, uh, because over the past week, yeah, like, uh, we did have, like, some of my family came over to my house. Of mm. course, either, uh, like, just one person. Yeah. And, yeah, if they have come in contact and I've come in contact with that person, it's just these sort of things that play in your head. La. Yeah, I've come in contact with you, uh, like, since yeah. that day as well. But, uh, yeah, la, I think, uh, but in this case, uh, the, the yeah, I guess the, the sucky thing is that is that someone came to your house, like, right? As opposed to your yeah. going out somewhere. So yeah. it's not it's not really it's nobody's fault, I guess. It just happens. 
But, but uh, I mean, even the delivery dude, he was overworked, man. Holy shit. Mm, I'm sure he was. <laughs> he sure was, he was overworked and I felt so bad for him. Like I don't think he had lunch or, or breakfast when he came to deliver the stuff, which also means that he had been to a lot of houses. La. And that probably contributes to, you know, getting getting uh, COVID as well, la, right? When your immune system is compromised and everything. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, tough, man. Take your vitamins, you know, say your prayers. It's, uh, yeah. you know, you got to stay healthy. But I'm curious, like, if anyone else has had similar experiences. Because I know one of your first message was like, oh, you know, tell her to record everything. You know, like, be like uh, <laughs> like Jade Rasif did. And I didn't even respond. Because like, fuck you lah. Okay, that's the last thing on my mind. Why? Why? Uh, it's important to record everything. No, because, the, yeah, but like... I mean, already like it was a bit like. No, and to clarify, I, I didn't mean up. I didn't mean record everything in a in a bureaucratic like you know keep paperwork kind of way. I meant record everything like do for a the gram, is it? Do a vlog, yeah. <laughs> do a vlog and then do for your Instagram live girlfriend. and everything, yeah. For me or for my girlfriend, both are both. So then you assume that everybody loves to do vlogs and be on Instagram live, is it? No, it's not about love, but sometimes duty calls. Uh, you need to be the upright citizen, and then you know. You know, show the world what uh what's going ah, on. See uh. now you are now you are virtue signaling, huh? No 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 I'm not. Because in not. your free time in your free time you're always the upright citizen, is it? No, no. What I'm saying is that if there are lapses, which mm. we saw from the Jade Rasif case, right? It yeah. would be good if there was some corroborating evidence of these lapses, uh, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh so so I mean, whether it's entertaining is another thing, but whether but that being able to capture these lapses and having as much detail as possible is, is important lah, just for your credibility lah. but that's why it'd be cool to hear from other people who maybe have had have had um, interactions similar, yeah. or like yeah similar experiences because yeah. it's, it's one of those things that I don't know how many people share mm. about but it's just interesting and I was just surprised by, and to by clarif- certain aspects of it lah. and to clarify why why I, we brought this up is because I said today wasn't meant to be a remote podcast. We were supposed to do an interview with the director of the Amazing Showman, the series that just came mm-hmm. out of me watch. Um, mm-hmm. But because of all this and the fact that, you know, Harish may be compromised and all that. So we, we said, okay, let's, let's postpone it. Lah. It's just the reality of, of life now. Lah. Mm-hmm. As they say, you know, COVID Indeed. is going to be endemic. Lah. It might be endemic going forward, you know. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, we will still do what we always do, which is dissect the latest current affairs. And uh, we have a very, quite interesting and relevant first topic to to us like, today. Because, uh, you know, we were supposed to talk about TV shows and all that. So the, the first topic is also related to a TV show. And what is this topic about? Well, this topic is about a recent post made by one of the stars of the... Canadian sitcom called Kim's Convenience. Mm. Uh, it was by future Marvel star Simu Simu Liu. Mm. Simu Liu, and it coincided with the release of season five on Netflix. And he posted that he's feeling a host of emotions, uh, primarily because the season is not going to be renewed for a sixth season, even though it got a green green lit to be renewed. But at the last minute, one of the show creators. Uh, pulled out, then another person pulled out, and the network decided to just end it after the fifth season. La. And then Simo proceeded uh, to share across far seven points about how um, the show can't be saved because it was not cancelled, and mm. I say cancelled in air quotes, because uh, the ratings were poor or anything. It was doing fucking well, apparently. Um, but about 
how he was getting frustrated with the direction of the show, the direction of his character, um, and just uh, the the pay of the actors not coinciding with the popularity of the show. Mm. And generally, I think some, how you say, uh, some sentiments that he felt very badly, uh, uh, very sad about uh, for mm-hmm. the show. Yeah. Right. And of course, the representation and lack of diversity in the writer's room also came up. Yeah, and it turns out that uh, alongside the cancellation of Kim's Convenience, there's going to be a spin-off based on one of the characters. And in fact, the, it's based on the only character that is white in the show. La, yeah. Right? So basically, <laughs> yeah. the woman who plays his boss in the show. La. So uh, yeah, exactly. I guess that added insult to injury. Um, yeah. And uh, I think there's also going to be another spin-off of his, of his roommate, la, who is Asian. So... Um, that one, that one wouldn't be too. Uh, no, I don't know whether it's a spin-off or it's a just an entire separate series that's not related, lah. But at least someone gets, uh, you know, a whole, a whole season of a of a show after that, lah. Um, I mean, the all all I read was that it was going to be a show called Strays based on the Shannon character. Oh, uh, you mean there's yeah. one more? Uh, Shannon is the the white boss, the boss right? No, no, yeah. yeah so the that's the boss. spin-off. But apparently, they also greenlit another series that I don't think is related to Kim's Convenience. Uh, of his, oh. you know, his, uh, starring his roommate. Uh, his, oh, um, I see, I see. I can't remember the name of the guy, but yeah, he's the, 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 the goofy roommate that he lives with uh, in the show. Okay. Mm. So, okay, so, I, I so think you can read. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of details that he goes into and it's quite, uh, you can tell it's quite heartfelt. Uh, but but we're, we're, we're here just talking about it more broadly as... Um, you know, be having been in the industry as well, and, and and knowing that a lot of people also watch Kim's Convenience here in Singapore, like, right? Mm, mm. Yeah. So what are your? But, I mean, so sorry. What do you what do you want to say? No, uh, for for full disclosure, what what's how much of Kim's Convenience have you seen, or what do you know of it? Just by coincidence, I I uh, just started watching season one, uh, just mm. this this couple past couple of weeks. So uh yeah, just this for this to suddenly come on the news was quite a surprise to me, lah. Yeah. How about you? I lit I literally just watched the pilot of season one this past Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And why yeah. why do you happen to do that? Uh because it was a show that I think like I can watch with my mom. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because like I've I've I mean I always like to have a show that I can watch with my mom just so there's there's some time that we can spend spend together outside mm. of like I mean dinner or whatever so yeah so, I mean so when, uh, yeah yeah I, I because there was that friends reunion thing so I just happened to be uh, looking around for something that can just be watched by just like you know you sit down and just watch it and you don't really need to follow some long big story and everything lah yeah, and, and like a light-hearted, easy watch. Yeah, right? And it's yeah. 21 minutes, you know. Yeah. Nowadays, you hardly find shows that are 21, 22 minutes. Exactly. And uh, yeah, it's, and, and, and all that. So, but but uh, just, just in a nutshell, don't, don't go into too much detail. What do you, do you like it or do you not like it or what? Um, I liked the topic that they talked about in the pilot um, mm. around homophobia and all that. Mm. But I just thought that it wasn't that funny. Mm, okay, okay. Uh, yeah. for, me, for me, yeah, the pilot didn't really do it for me. But I think... Uh, it gets better over the season, as in, mm. uh, it, it, then you start to see more stories about the family dynamics and things like that, and that's where it's more interesting, lah. But it's just, mm. uh, it's not something that I will sit down and just blaze through like season after season, lah. You know, I'll probably yeah. like do it bit by bit uh, if I don't feel like watching anything too serious, uh. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, but 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 uh, what, why why did you want to talk about this? Or like, okay, what what did you feel when you when you saw his post? I mean, yeah. So that's what we're here to discuss, lah. Is this just a disgruntled, uh, entitled, uh, now Hollywood actor just bitching about, uh, you know, his producers, burning the bridges mm. of his producers, uh, or is he, or is this a Asian a hero of Asian representation speaking up for how Asian actors are not valued in the Hollywood system or, or whatever Canadian broadcast system or whatever, lah. You know. Mm. Uh, on which end of the spectrum do you stand? Uh? That's why I wanted to also ask. Uh. Yeah. I mean, he did say and he did admit that he did certain things throughout the show that maybe was not the best. Mm. Um, in the sense that he was he was very passionate, uh, but he was also very insecure at some point. Um, and he, he said his actions reflected on his own securities at the time. It was buoyed. Bo- bo- how the fuck do you pronounce B-U-O-Y-E-D? Uh, boy. Boyd. Boyd. Well, not Boyd. Uh. <laughs> I mean, it's, the, it's boy. What? Boyd. Like, a, a life boy. boy. A life a boy. Life boy. But I'm sure, sure no, I call it boy if you I want to. to uh, I mean, you already say omelette. Just... <laughs> so you say omelette, you must not say... You must not reinvent your own language at this, point, at this rate. Did, did, I, did I used to say life boy or life boy? Uh? It's life I think boy, I used yeah. to say life boy. Huh. Okay, so but it was boyed by things that happened in real life. Nomination snubs, decreasing screen time, and losing out on opportunities that were given to other cast members, lah. Mm. So I mean, when I read this, I also felt a bit of uh both. Okay, because the the reason is we have thankfully gotten the opportunity to produce a few shows by now, a few TV shows, mm. uh, where we were commissioned to produce, and also we had to work with a network and find uh, uh something that works across all stakeholders involved, lah. Right. Yeah, and true, um, and we've done the. F- Full shebang, uh, writing, full shebang. directing, full shebang. Uh, producing without Pitching, directing. Uh. You know, Harish has acted, I've directed, but I've also just like set, you know, been the exec producer, talking to director, and you know, being on set solving problems. So, so we, we've really seen the whole thing, uh, even post production as well. We've seen the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. So, and I mean, like, uh, th- that's why it's, I'm hoping that more things come out from the side of the network or the producers or exec- executive producers because it feels mm. like his animosity is towards the people who were making the higher level decisions. Like, because he did mm. say the cast and crew, they were really tight. Mm. Um, they they did have, like, I think he mentioned that with the cast, they didn't always get along or something. Mm. But that everyone was very passionate about the show like, because the show did get very popular. So... I don't know, like, I, I see, I, I see this and I, it's hard for me to go like, oh, you go, dude, you know, because it's, again, it's a one-sided thing. Like. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, for for me, is I mean, uh, yeah, one thing about watching Kim's Convenience is that it is quite, uh, I mean, a few things struck me when I watched it. Wow, all Asian, all, all Korean cast, like, right, in an mm. American show, or not American, but North American show was quite surprising and the fact that it's not even in America it's actually a Canadian show lah, right so so mm. I mean you, you want to talk about minority is like Asian Canadians that's probably an even smaller minority right than Asian American uh, but yeah. it's been universally uh, held up as an example of Asian representation in entertainment lah. Um, but yeah at, at this stage all I'm what I'm hearing I mean they're accusing all the producers of being all white and and you know, like insensitive to the, but but at the same time, these are the producers who 
basically brought the show to fruition for five seasons uh, straight. Uh, you know? Mm. So, I mean, there's got to be a little bit of gratitude for for that as well, uh, I feel. Um, and and I, I, I also say this because I, I feel like the producer within the film or TV context, the producer is always the one who probably has to handle the most shit and gets the least, uh, gets the least, uh, you know, uh, kudos, la, right? When the show is out yeah. and everything. Because yeah. the producer essentially is balancing between the creative wants of, uh, you know, the director, the, the showrunners, everything. But also with the, the business needs of the project, like the budget, the availability of actors and, and crew and stuff like that. So mm. the producer's job is a very delicate balancing act. Um, yeah, I think especially more so when a show goes from something like you know, like no one, no one's heard of it, then it becomes an overnight uh, hit, lah, right? A hit not only in Canada but across the world. There's such that there are a lot of fans, you know, even in Singapore as well, um, Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I I feel this one feels very like he's attacking the producers. And uh, mm. we don't, yeah, like you said, we don't really know the full story. But I, I, j- I tend to err on the side of the. A lot of people want to shit on the producers, cause that's the easiest thing to do, like, right? Yeah, uh, and I mean, he also said that um, in his post that mm. he feels that the co-creator showrunner, mm. uh, Ins Choi. Mm. So basically, for people who might not be familiar with the term showrunner, the showrunner you can create a show, but the showrunner is the person who makes every decision. From top to bottom, like he, mm. he's almost like the um, the CEO, almost. Yeah, yeah. Right. Say, yeah. So the CEO, and I mean that's how it works in Hollywood, lah. Uh, you're you're not just the writer; you are the showrunner. So even the makeup person or the wardrobe person might come to you and say, "Okay, this is the look we're thinking for this character." And okay, so so he he said that the showrunner in his Choi um, was not doing enough to be a champion for diverse television talent, lah. Mm, so mm. that's where I feel like, um, r- really, is he is he not? I don't know, like uh, that. That's quite a, a big statement, lah. And mm. um, Simo did say that Choi did not, upon leaving the series, Choi did not leave a protege, a Padawan learner, or another Korean showrunner who have who could have filled his shoes, lah. Mm. And that's when I'm like, mm, okay, there might be a lot of other things to to consider, lah. And the reason, the, the, just talking about it reminded me of one big learning that I got from the HBO show back in 2016. I don't know if mm. I ever told you this. Um, but but basically there was this one day right where as an actor we were all there for 12 hours like, you know yeah. we get our call time we get our end time and it was one of the biggest scenes uh, with the most number of background actors and and it was a lot of coordination like, there mm. were stuntmen and all that mm. so some of the actors were getting a bit um, angsty about okay I was supposed to have my shoot uh, for this time it got pushed back then another person said I only have a half an hour scene why mm. do I have to be here for the 12 hours because the scenes kept getting reshuffled mm. you know um, okay. and we kept hearing from the AD the assistant director who's like the sergeant major on set like, I have to mm. manage time and the actors were getting disgruntled and we were saying you know maybe we should say something so yeah like, because I was the lead actor right so mm. it's almost like the lead the lead actor is I think it's it's uh, easy okay you you speak on our behalf and all and I also mm. felt you know what maybe maybe I should just find out what's going on so I did actually talk to the producers like okay well, what's the what's the the delay and all that mm. and at that point in time I was like okay uh okay like, there there were certain things being delayed and it was just a tense situation throughout but then mm. that was me as an actor mm. by then we had not made our first TV show right yeah. 
after making a TV show, right, yeah. and realizing, oh, fuck, if you have a scene with like 120 people, yeah. there's going to be so many screw-ups. Yeah. And even if someone has a half an hour scene, one hour scene, you shut up and you fucking wait. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm so, so glad the story I, ended like that. <laughs> I know, I know. Because because it's so easy to be, to be on the side of like the... Not not just actor la. like I guess in any job you know there'll be different facets like and there'll always be someone doing the the work that is the most unglam thing the coordination the scheduling yeah and when we did our first TV show and holy shit if it rains for half an hour the amount of fucking shit that needs to be corrected and delays and all that it, but it has to be done like but for for maybe certain roles you might only see the end product mm. so in this case when I read his thing I was like um wow feels like feels like uh, there could be a lot more that is not being disclosed from other people involved. La. Who yeah. knows? Maybe Innes Choi was fucking disappointed. Maybe he hated the direction of the sixth season and yeah. he was like, you know what? Better quit while we are ahead. No, I mean, they, they, I think um, the lead actor, Paul Lee, is it Paul? The Paul's Appa, right? Appa. Ah, the Appa. The, 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 the father, the, la, the father. The father. He also, um, I think he said in an interview that basically the Innes Choi was just uh, burnt out la, just overworked already la. Cause, cause, yeah. and then I can totally imagine why as well I mean five creating five to six seasons of a show is not is, is no joke also la. and then being like the only Korean uh, writer there this is really his story alright so mm. putting himself putting himself out there for like five to six years is is really no joke la. but uh, yeah, I'm just trying to imagine what you're saying just now and like when you went to like speak up for the actors or that, were you like, was there like someone like walking behind you carrying your bag and your an umbrella to shield no the sun? Fuck la, okay. As you walk up to the okay, producer, that umbrella, that, <laughs> that, um, that fucking umbrella, that umbrella analogy. Uh, this is like your cycling analogy, you know. There is a reason why an actor walks under an umbrella when it's sunny. Because you fucking change your skin color, you have to put on more makeup, you sweat, your clothes have pit stains. <laughs> So so, shut the fuck up on that again. Wow, just hear the vitriol in his voice and <laughs> defending the umbrella, the umbrella that was shielding him Yo, from the on, UV rays of the on sun. Our, on our set, we also gave the actors umbrellas, okay? Because if they have something that that there's some sweat stain and yeah. all, it causes a problem, and you know that. No, no. <laughs> the only stop. the only thing is, I think they most of them carried it themselves, lah. Yours, I think. Yeah, you no, had, no, no, no. You had the, they had the budget to hire someone to carry for you, lah. Right? Oh yeah, that's true, lah. That's true. I had a PA, lah. <laughs> we didn't have the budget. We didn't have the budget for that. That yeah. was that was pretty awesome. Ours was nah. Here's your umbrella. Yeah. You do what you yeah, want with it. If you if you fuck up, it's your fault. But this one is like you yeah, can scream right. at someone. Um, exactly. but yeah, So I I think this topic is about. I mean, uh, you know the the corporate world. They say as your whether you hate your job or you. You know, you're quitting a job and you're serving notice or whatever. They say, you know, things always don't burn bridges or so lot, right? Mm. In a sense, like, um, yeah, just just do your job until the very last day that you're employed, uh, and then you know, if you are disgruntled about it, I, I guess it's, you know, try try to move on or so lot, right? Don't don't spend too much time harboring on the the past and the negatives and trying to lobby people unless there's a real call to action that you're asking for. Mm. Uh, so that's why I felt like this one was like it was such a it was like so angry and there was no real call to action because even he himself said that there's nothing to save there's nothing to save in this show lah, right uh, yeah. when I say call to action I mean like you know how when Netflix cancels certain shows sometimes and then 
the fans, you know, they get very riled up and everything, then they will they will like set up some petition to bring back Kim's convenience and some other network will buy over the, the show and then and then do another season on their network and stuff like that, like, right? At least there's yeah. like a real call to action and there's a real like Like um, the Brooklyn Nine Nine. Brooklyn yeah, Brooklyn Nine Nine, exactly, exactly. I think the expense also, I think it had that as well, right? If I'm not wrong. Or mm. is it Sensate? I can't remember. But um yeah, so this one whereas it just felt like Oh, you know, yeah, this is this is how I felt as an actor on set. It was horrible and yeah, and you know, stop Asian hate, you know, that kind of thing. We need better representation. So like he's conflating a lot of different things, uh, like his own uh disappointment with uh with the producers or whatever, with uh mm. representation. Cause I mean, if anything, like, I think Kim's convenience offered, you know, a, a lot of opportunities for representation, uh, right? Um, yeah. whether or not the characters grew and everything, that that could be more to do with uh more to do with like the actual storytelling uh, skill and process and everything, right? And not mm. so much about not so much about oh, there's no there's no process where 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 over time as an actor you grow into you you must have a say into how your character grows and everything like that, right? Of course, of mm. course, um, as producers or directors or that you do you do try and take in feedback or you do listen to feedback, but ultimately there is a larger story at play that you're also trying to 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 stick to like, a larger vision like, right and if that character yeah. doesn't fit that vision then you're not going to change that character for that like, right so yeah yeah I just I just read the whole thing and felt like wow it's so sad this guy is just like shitting on his, the people you know who, who also you know helped to, to pull him up I don't know about the pay issues maybe the pay issues or something but ultimately uh, you know that, that's something that I think can still be worked out you know behind doors right behind closed doors contract issues and stuff like that. Uh, but everything so, that he's at out here, I feel is like, yeah, like it's burning the bridges. Huh? So if there was really an issue, um, then how, how could he have, uh, have have done it better in a way that is it, not so one-sided? Maybe it's one of those things that he can't, he, know he, he knows he's not going to get the producers or anyone to speak publicly and he wants to kickstart the discussion. But how could he do it without coming across like this? Like? Because um, we, we, we do know that the media industry can be fucked up, you know? Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Uh, and if there really were issues, if he had to speak out and be the first one, maybe he's hoping other people will come out, I don't know. Yeah, uh, maybe, I don't know, maybe also the fact that it it comes out at this point when season five is out as well, right? And mm. and, and rather than celebrating the the show, you know, in his final season or whatever, uh, maybe giving it a bit of time, lah. I feel like there's always a bit of decorum and all that when you when 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 you know you don't want to sabotage the the show's performance on Netflix or anything or so lah, right? Because because mm. that's going that's that's doing yourself a disservice as well. Like, let's say people oh boycott season five because because uh, unless you bring back season six or something like that lah, right? Then you're you're kind of self sabotaging. So I I just felt like. Whatever he said or did here just kind of uh just added more fuel to the fire already. And not and not not in a good way, like in a very like non uh constructive way. Mm. Uh, but maybe, if you think of, yeah. May, uh, maybe okay, just to answer your question directly, maybe if I mean he's gonna be in a very big Marvel movie in the in the yeah. in the future. Maybe at that yeah. point in time it might be a you know, if someone does ask about it, then it might be a time to actually bring it up. Uh bring it up lah, right? Because 
then then at least the dust has settled a little bit. There's a bit everyone has a bit more perspective. The show has really finished its season five, right? And I say finished meaning, you know, you the cast has managed to do all the the necessary to promote the show and stuff like that. Because that's all part of the whole thing, right? Distribution marketing as well. Mm. Uh, whereas this one's in the mid there like smack the or even right before the release on Netflix, he was already like flaming the, the show's producers and everything. La. But if you think about it, right? If you think about it, right now the way he he worded his message, it does really um tug at the at the emotions of people who are super passionate about, you know, di- diversification and um like inclusivity and a, and a show with Asian representation. Uh. Mm. So in the more like we talk about it, the more I realize maybe his goal is for another network to pick it up because we have seen that happen. Mm. Right? And what better time to do it than the start of the season when mm. people are aware of it. Uh, there's Think about it, how many articles have been written on this. We, like, fucking mm. in Singapore are talking about a Canadian show. Yeah. Why not do it now, you know? And if the show does well, because discussions for, um, if you imagine, c- certain shows, sometimes they are renewed even before it debuts, mm. right? We have seen that before, you know, even before the show is launched, it, it generates so much hype that the season, that the network commissions it for the next season. So maybe that's his goal. You know, maybe he's saying, yo, guys, I'm going to be in a fucking Marvel movie that's going to come out soon. If you're a network out there, you we want to champion, be a champion of Asian representation and all, pick up this damn show, man. Then, then you still have some breathing way to work on the sixth season and the time is fucking now. For all we know, right, maybe he's he's getting like... It DMs from like don't know who the who's who of Hollywood wanting to pick up the show. Yeah, there there there's there is a possibility lah. But at the same time, mm. if you are the next producer, you are you are the next showrunner or producer of Kim's Convenience season six la, right? Mm. Um, you are gonna be shaking your pants la, as you as you call this guy as well, because 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 he's now he's in <laughs> yeah now you're in his a- crosshairs la, right. <laughs> No, and what's what's his Marvel superhero name? Uh? Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi, yeah. So he's no no longer like Jung from Kim's Convenience, no? No, no yeah, yeah, no. But yeah, la, so, so yeah, he's a big Hollywood star and you know that he has, uh, he could possibly like just pull a social media stunt on you and just, and, and, and say all the bad shit about you, air all your dirty laundry in public, la, right? Mm, but at the same time, with his clout and, and pull, if you imagine any networks that, that, that picks up Kim's convenience for a six season, right? You know mm. how much traction and how much love they'll get. That's true. That's true. Yeah. They they'll fucking love it. Like you look at Brooklyn Nine Nine, yeah. I think within thirty within thirty hours. Yeah. Thirty hours NBC picked it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because That's there was a social media campaign launched by the fans and in thirty hours a whole other network picked it up and they have made three seasons since. Yeah. Well I mean, maybe maybe he was the appointed one la, like you were the appointed one to go and ask the to go and ask the difficult questions la, to rock the boat la, right so, mm-hmm. so yeah there is that possibility and, and maybe um, us discussing it is the whole point of this whole thing la. Uh, yeah but, but that's it I still I still I still do feel that yeah, la, some of the some of the stuff that he's worded in there is just uh, just a bit I mean it's, it's a one, we're hearing only from one side and it feels a bit unfair yeah to the producer regardless lah, you know. Yo, Shang-Chi is going to come and kick your ass, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and I no, think he also, maybe he also what? closed the door on, on possibly re- reprising his role in the spin-off yeah, and everything as well, right? right? So, 
Yeah. It, it kind of like there, there's almost an ultimatum where they can't like rebrand it as like you know, uh, starring the two of them or anything like that, lah. Right. I mean, the Appa, that character, he did say he did also say in his interview that he's very happy with how Simo Liu has grown, and he said, uh, when he went to shoot the Marvel show, he came back and, yeah, he just was a lot more confident. Mm. So maybe it's that 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 Marvel confidence that is giving him the. The, how you say, uh, the, the belief to mm. be a, a fight for justice and fight for representation. Uh. Which yeah. to me also, that's a whole other thing. Like, you know, once you once you feel like uh, you are the the appointed champion, okay, great. But yeah. but when he kind of shot uh, Inns Choi and threw him under the bus by saying he feels he's not doing enough for yeah. the Asian, Asian... He fucking created a show that... And he's Asian. Like, famous. He's <laughs> the freaking why. Asian showrunner. Like, what, what more yeah. do you need? And he, even if he was commanding a whole room of white people, he was the leader, right? <laughs> yeah, that's why. Oh so, I think that is the thing that, that turned me off the most. I'm like, yo, this yeah. guy casted you yeah. um, and... He created a show that ran for five seasons and made you a world star. Not to say that just because he did good things, um, he you are indebted to him, yeah. But I was like, wow, okay, that's a that's a kind of throwing under the bus. But I mean, we we've had our we we say that, but we also on our own sets, we've also had our differences with people that we we thought we would hire and would be giving opportunities and things like that. Also, lah, right? Mm-hmm. So also, you know, to us we see it that way, but to them they may see it as a I'm giving you an opportunity, you know, to fucking mm. work with me, uh, you know, like Simulu. I'm I'm a fucking Marvel Hollywood star. You're just a mm. fucking you're just fucking sitting behind a, a desk writing a script, like, you know. I'm giving you yeah, I'm yeah. giving you a chance to be my mentor, you know. Mm. So so interesting. Hard to say, like, and it could be a I mean, you know, uh, it's, it's a very big discussion, but it could be a generational difference as to as to uh, why we're viewing it differently as well, like, right? Um, mm. I, I mean, earlier this week, I saw that uh, Naomi Osaka, uh, Osaka, Osaka that's her name, yeah. yeah. uh, she's taking a break. No, um, no, she she pulled out of the French Open. She pulled out. Because yeah. uh, initially, she, uh, she she put out a statement saying that she was not going to attend any press conferences because of yeah. mental health uh, during this French Open. So she really yeah. like followed through on that. And after her first match, she did not turn up for a press conference. Then she was fined. And then subsequently, she couldn't come to any kind of agreement going forward for in the rest of the tournament. So she did, she announced the decision to pull out, yeah. yeah. So I'm sure also the organizers are like, "Whoa, we've never had this before." Yeah, <laughs> right? yeah, yeah. So yeah, generational so differences. Maybe it la. is. Maybe it, I mean Simulio is not super young, like He's thirty two, Oh, right? Okay, okay. Um, he's not super young, but yeah, but but it just I mean. Yeah, it just feels like maybe maybe in a few days' time we should make a wager like whether or not it's going to be picked up by another network. Who mm. knows? Who knows? Who knows? You know, who knows? Yeah, some elaborate. Knows? But we 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 haven't plan. watched. Yeah, we we haven't watched anything beyond the first season. I haven't watched anything beyond the first pilot. But I know so many people have spoke good about it Mm-mm. that it must be at least decent like. Even though Brooklyn Nine Nine, while I love Andy Samberg, I could never get into it. I feel this might be something similar. It's an easy watch, mm-hmm. but I don't know how deep I can get into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. But that that well does lead us to the other uh, topic of the day, which is mm. um, you know it's it's also about a broken down relationship uh, between uh, someone of great influence and and. Mm. Someone who promises to fund the per- uh, to fund the person's dreams and everything, or promised mm. to fund the person's dreams, uh. 
this is a, this is a very fresh developing story. So excuse us if whatever we speak about for the next 10 to 15 minutes is not the most up to date when you listen to this. Lah. And what is that story, yeah. Harish? Um, it is um, the story around a, a streamer slash influencer in Singapore called Kiara Kitty. Mm. Um, and just hot off uh, Reddit and a converted Instagram page, um, apparently there's a, I mean, not apparently, there's a leaked um, audio clip of Kiara Kitty speaking to what people are saying is her boyfriend, mm. where she recounts how before she became like a full-time streamer, full-time influencer, she scammed seven guys mm. um, by kind of manipulating them uh, emotionally, la, like leading them on and just fucking being so proud and unapologetic that she scammed them, la, like one mm. of them uh, of like $30,000. Mm. So, so, so I think so, to clarify, yeah. when you say scam, that's in her own words. La. She said scam. Yeah. Uh, uh, I think the the big sticking point is whether it's really even a scam or is it just basically just emotionally manipulating someone to give money, like, right? Exactly, exactly. Mm. And and it almost feels like there's a... I mean, I guess that's what we need to talk about, like, the difference between emotional manipulation and scamming or are they one and the same? Mm. Because in the video that's about 14 minutes long, mm. um, I mean, there... It, there hasn't been any huge rebuttals of whether or not that's her or not. So, assuming it is her, yeah. um, and, assu- and there's a lot of things she says, yeah, by her own words, that she scammed seven guys um, and through quite quite manipulative ways, la, like telling the one guy that she had a, a some some stone kidney or thing that's growing yeah. in her kidney yeah, and that she needs treatment. And then uh, the reason she gave another guy who she didn't allow to touch her for two years was that her father had raped her and that she's not ready. Um, And she said stuff like, you know, she knew that he had only, his father had died Mm. and he only had his mom and he was very vulnerable. So she Mm. kind of exploited that. And while listening to it, fuck, dude, Mm. it was fucking disturbing. No, yeah, I I think she even really explains why she felt little to no remorse. In, uh, in in manipulating these guys la. because she herself I think she said that she was a bully or manipulated when she was younger so she felt like why not just um, you know she has the skills to do it so why not j- just do it to people that she knows are easily manipulated la. and then um, I think the term that she even threw out herself is incels la, right mm. which is essentially uh, you know, guys who usually are you know very into video games or the internet and don't really spend a lot of time outside, you know, meeting people, talking to girls, and 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 generally are, are very angry with uh, can can are characterized to be very angry with their with their lot in life. Are like I'm such a nice guy, why the girls don't like me? That kind of thing, which is in, involuntarily celibate. Like, yeah, that's yeah, what it stands the for. The term is involuntarily celibate, and and it's a it's a sort of a culture where they sort of just uh, you know sh- commiserate with each other about being. Uh, why why girls don't like them and why girls like the good looking you know guys that they call chats and everything. So, uh, I think that the incel term was a couple of years back. It was you know gained a lot of traction because there were literally like terrorist attacks by incels, uh, in like in Canada or something. I think someone uh, drove a, yeah. a a van and and ran into people saying that he was doing an incel revolution or something. So uh, yeah. so I I'm guessing that's her target. Uh, market last time also la. and but just uh, just to just follow go back again uh, um why should anyone give a shit about this topic uh, actually 
<laughs> that was honestly what I was thinking when you suggested it. I was like, Terrence, why the fuck are you going to talk wait, about wait. this? I suggested it. You suggested <laughs> you? it. Hello. Oh, no, no. Okay, I suggested, suggested it. it. But when we, when we did our ranking, you yeah. ranked it a lot higher than me. La. Correct. I was yes. like, fuck, dude. I would like to talk about this other topic that I shortlisted where people are lobbying for UK bosses to be banned from sending emails I after fell working hours. I, you have, I, I fell asleep <laughs> before you even finished the sentence already. That's why we're talking about this. Because it's exciting. No, so it's provocative. The, like, the, more, the more I dug deep, the more I just found this interesting. La. But I still, mm. if you ask me why people should give a shit, uh, I don't have an answer. Yeah. Why should people give a shit to you? Uh, I think, I mean, it's another influencer expose kind of thing about uh, and it also uh. exposes the darker side of this whole you know like Twitch streaming and and and, and how come guys like you know those guys there's how come these influencers or, or streamers sometimes can get so much money from their audiences and all that right because mm. uh, that's, that's a question a lot of people ask wow really can make so much money out it, but yeah, yeah you really can make a lot of money from but but, but then the the thing is she she scammed these people before she became mm. she made it big on Twitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. So to me the bigger discussion is um like whether or not okay, so how she scammed these people would literally just tell them, you know, I need treatment, um and or like, you know, I, I I'm working nine to five and I don't have enough and all that. And it would be over like two years, like she herself said she would of that th- for that thirty k that she got right, she would get it in like a hundred, a few hundred dollars a week. Mm. So it was, it was kind of a long term thing. And um, like you listen to her, she's very unapologetic, and she even said if the person goes to the police for a charge, like accusing her of a love scam, she will just say that yeah, we he was my boyfriend, but he got pissed, and mm. ultimately you, uh, you gave me a loan, what right? So mm. so what's 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 what what illegal thing that she, did she do there? Mm. And that's that was what I found interesting like that that uh if the people if the guys give it willingly is she mm. doing anything wrong? Yeah, so actually this is an interesting topic also because uh remember our podcast about Hash Dalal, the the yeah. the nineteen year old Forbes thirty under thirty guy who who uh, you know allegedly his his company and his investors all are all. Uh, Scam uh, vaporware la, right? So yeah, yeah, yeah. After we did that podcast, um, I had a couple of friends like uh come up to me and 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 question what my stance was la, Was that he didn't actually do anything illegal la, right? Like ultimately, mm. um, I mean maybe there was just no money raised at all, whatever. As long I mean, I to me it was like, oh, he took the the, the media was taken for a ride la, but they didn't do their homework also la, right? Uh, yeah. But other than that, who who is really going to report it to the police? You know, uh, mm. or anything like what's the the? Whereas this one, I feel like, yeah, if you are telling people that you need money for a uh, surgery or something like that, that that does feel like uh, there there's something there that that feels off la, Like like there is some there is some there might be some criminal thing uh, involved uh, when you're telling people that you need the money for something but actually you don't and, and it's all a lie la. Mm. but I know we spoke about something in a previous podcast where the, yeah. the the cleaner was kind of forced into a corner to pay like I don't know like thousands of dollars for some cosmetic stuff right mm-hmm. uh, but but that one was I mean it was she was clearly not the most uh, uh, conversational in let's say that language or something like and and I think they were trying to corner her into, and like there was a physical element to it, you know, there was mm. three on one in the shop, yeah. and all that. Whereas this one, 
I still think it's fucked up. I still mm. think she's a if if everything that she said is true, it is totally fucked up and she is just disgusting. But wow, like I'm just trying to think of it like rationally. If you have a friend that that you are just being a little dishonest to mm. and over the span of two years you get that money from that person who who gives it to you willingly, mm. what is the what is the the crux of that that wrongdoing? Like it feels fucking wrong to me, but mm. what is it that's wrong? Just yeah. just lying? Yeah. Yeah, actually maybe yeah, you're right. Like maybe there really is nothing. Because we know so many there are a lot of cases of like people take loans and after that, you know, you don't hear from them and everything. Yeah. And you can't or do you anything raise like, money right? from you raise money for your business from friends and family. Mm. Um they trust you, but if you squander it all away, mm. that's not illegal. Yeah. yeah. Um so that's why this was so interesting because the debate I mean you see that that thing online also like uh, mm. and she herself says you know did I do anything wrong no uh, this this I don't know whether she referred to them as simps mm. but um people on like Reddit and EDMW and Hardware Zone do uh, like simps is just a term for people who are for guys who who are so kind of have themselves wrapped around the the girl's finger uh. correct yeah right so so yeah it's um yeah, it's uh, very, I mean, it's quite sad, like the guy really lost thirty thousand dollars to her, Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, then I see. I mean, she still uploaded a video like as of six days ago. Mm. So so if that clip is real, um, and if that's her boyfriend listening to her and feeling like, huh, you know, this girl is cool. I love her. I'm like, yo, first of all, like, uh, what? Mm. Uh, maybe you are gonna be taken for a ride someday. Mm. But but when I see her posting videos and you know other people collaborating with her and all that. Uh, I don't know how I feel because we have worked with some of the people that she is now doing w- videos with. Oh, really? You know? Oh, we have? Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. If you look at her t- uh, uh, tweets and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, so, I mean, but at the same time, I also know that that in the industry or in any job, like, you know, mm. if you see someone has a professional just doing their job, what they do in their own time is almost like, fuck it, I just want to, I just want to collaborate with you professionally. Yeah. We do it and then fuck off. Values yeah. all, doesn't matter. Yeah. So that's where I'm like, wow. Hmm. Huh. Wow. I mean, uh, hmm. yeah, it's it's like like we said, like maybe there really is just no criminal activity per se, but it's just yeah, like, do you if you know that this person you know has does this or, or did this before or, or allegedly did this before, uh, yeah, like, do you want to so closely associate with that person, like, right? Yeah. Hmm. I mean, I guess that's why only fans and all have taken off, like, because it's almost given people who can sell their vulnerability or or apparent trust yeah. uh, and monetize that. La, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Correct, correct. Because she said, she, I think in, in that clip and, and elsewhere, she's mentioned stuff like um, selling like a sex appeal or like just just selling her personality, you know, which, I mean, there are people making shit tons of money on OnlyFans and kudos to them mm. uh, as long as they're not doing anything illegal. If mm. there are people who want to pay for, I don't know, a pick of their ass or something, is that wrong? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> right? so yeah, but uh, just the, I guess the just uh, just talking about the incel and sim culture as well. Um, do you do you think that it's a very prevalent thing in Singapore? That there's a very big community um, of these guys. I have no idea, but I would also say that I think in in the years when I was single and not getting anywhere with women. 
uh, I did feel like fuck, you know, I'm such a great guy. Why am I not getting? Why am I not getting any ass? Why? And I think yeah, like I, there was a certain element of like you know what, fuck all these like bad boys and all the shit. I'm a nice guy. Of course, I always like check myself and realize yo, um, like there's like a stand up comedy comedian going to stage and just blaming the crowd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like you yeah. So there's stuff you can you can work on yourself and all. And then after that, I became a a fucking catch. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say yeah. Actually, everything you said is very is very good until you just said that. Very point until yeah. I said yeah. Uh, I just I just extinguish all my credibility. Yeah, I I think that's the thing that right the the if you are saying to yourself oh I'm such a nice guy why I just need to find someone who understands me but nobody understands me. Mm. Uh yeah, I think just check yourself in the mirror, lah, right? There's Yeah. There's a very different variations of what a nice guy is and, and uh yeah, I mean just because you think that what you do is nice doesn't necessarily mean everyone else thinks it's nice or so, lah, right? Uh, yeah. it's a very egocentric I mean, it's yeah. a very egocentric view of the world, lah, right? Like I must yeah. I'm a nice guy, that's why people should be should should want to date me or whatever, lah, right? I mean it's like if you make a YouTube video um and you think it's fucking amazing but nobody watches it, nobody mm. thinks it's good. Mm. Um sh- then okay, for whatever reason there might be a show there might be the first people who watch it might not understand your brilliance. But if it happens over and over again, maybe there's something to to tweak, lah, you know? Yeah, yeah. To tweak. Yeah. Or or get it to the right people, you know? Yeah. But I mean, one of the tough things I feel now also is that uh, because of social distancing and all the COVID, all these things, I mean, it's literally almost been over about a year and a half already, like, right? Where people have had mm. to have much more distant relationships and much it's much harder to meet new people and, and put yourself out there and everything, like, right? So, yeah. so I can see why, you know, more and more young guys would be spending their time in front of, in front of uh, spending their time in front of computers or in front of their mobile phones like you know tipping a streamer rather than actually going out and and, and what was I going to say uh, tipping, a, tipping a stripper or something <laughs> we don't have that I mean, in Singapore la, but I mean tip, tipping a streamer and all that I'm all for it I guess yeah. it's just I think I think like everyone is susceptible to being taken advantage of mm. you might think you're the smartest ass in the world you might think you are the most like fucking uh, sharpest guy mm. or girl but yeah I think like the way if you think your sharpness and all is has evolved so have the sharpness of people out there to con you and scam you like, I guess mm. I guess the most one of the most eye opening things of listening to the audio clip is that the fact that she's so unapologetic and so clear in her thought process that she did nothing wrong right to mm. me I think yeah, there are a lot of people who think that way. Even maybe yeah. if you talk to Harsh Dalal, right? Mm. He might be like, what did I do wrong? Mm. Did I do anything wrong? And in their mind, it makes sense. So I think that was like uh, basically a, a, a wake-up call to like, oh shit, there are a lot of people like that who exist in the world. So you were surprised by that, by this topic? Right? Yes, <laughs> I was surprised. I was. I <laughs> was very surprised. You really were surprised. I was. Goodness. Yeah, it's very rare. It's very this rare that I'm surprised. This is what the world is, yeah, yeah oh I'm, not God, I need to go and I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. But, because but, you're uh, a pessimistic <laughs> fuck. <right? laughs> no, I mean, uh, yeah, because I think last time I also used to get like uh, conned a lot and everything, la. And, mm. and 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 whether as pranks or or you know, you know, paying extra for for something that I didn't need to pay that much for and all that kind of thing. Uh, mm. So so it made like me like what share lah, share No, no, la, like share, like share durian, one, like when you when you go and eat durian. 
Last time I won't uh. bring my, my international uh, foreigner friends to go eat durian. And I end up paying a lot more than what I thought it would cost. And then they're like, well, yeah, you know, it was on the sign that there's a whiskey, there's this durian has whiskey smell and everything, so it's very expensive. <laughs> I'm like, fuck off, like, whiskey smell. <laughs> <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't smell no whiskey in my durian. And anyway, if you drink whiskey with durian, you probably die or so. So it's like, after one, after this happens to you once or twice, and then when I was in France as well, I was like, oh, you know, yeah, just making friends. And, and then next thing I know, I'm like being like, being shown into this like little, like the cha- underground chamber in a castle thinking that oh fuck if I go any further I'm going to die then I just turn around and ran mm. off la. you know that kind of thing I see so, so the, once yeah. this kind of things happen to you once or twice then you're like oh fuck you gotta be a lot more careful um, yeah man yeah so, so that's, the, that's the thing that now that's the dangerous is if people are so are craving real human interaction so much and all right uh, yeah then when they get any kind of you know someone exposes a little bit of vulnerability online and all that then they're like they go all in into it, like, you know? Um, yeah. Because it, yeah, it just gives them a sense of like, you know, purpose and everything. Uh. Jesus complex, uh, that's right, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I mean, like, I think is it is definitely something that's going to uh, develop over time because there's this Instagram uh, account called Our Fallen Warriors, which yeah. at first I thought, how the fuck did they get 90, 90.1k followers overnight? But what happened was they actually changed it from a previous Instagram account oh, and deleted everything and just focused their one post on this. Got it, got it, got it. And so, they're using the hashtag Our Fallen Warriors for people who have been scammed by Kiara Kitty. So uh, what advice you have for guys out there who are thinking that they're very nice guys and why guys why girls don't like them and all that uh. mm, like start the a youtube channel and then eventually a few <laughs> years later um you know try and get into a tv show and then start a podcast <laughs> and everything everything will work out yeah yeah that was that was terrible <laughs> advice that was all terrible <laughs> advice why it was all terrible why except, except terrible maybe advice? except maybe the start podcasting actually i feel uh because um Part of the reason why I, I like podcasts a lot is there's this, I, we're, we're just, because you actually you are talking like, right you're talking to somebody and everything, and 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 mm. it's it's, I mean even remotely or what at least you're talking to a real human being which is something, uh, we rarely do these days like we mostly it's chats or WhatsApp or everything and it's very easy to, to you know forget how to really you know talk to people and everything like. So so maybe yeah. starting a podcast with your buddies is not a bad idea also. La. I mean, I guess what what I would say right now is that, I mean, you know, over time, you realize that whatever you may have thought you're alone in, mm. um, yeah, you, you're not. Mm. Uh, I mean, not to say that go find other people like that and start an incel group or something. Yeah. But it's just, I think just... Um, I think now more than ever, there's more than one definition of what is sexy, what is cool, what is interesting, mm. uh, and kind of try to embrace that somehow. Mm. Mm. Yeah, if that if that makes any sense at all. Embrace the I fact mean, that there, okay, are so ma- the there, there are many avenues for you to find a niche for yourself in life, like, right? That's what you're saying. And also, and also, like you know, growing up uh, for our generation, being like you know, like uh, like cool and popular, uh, and all was like okay, certain certain attributes like you know, good looking, mm. you know, athletic, play sports, and all this shit. Uh, but now, and and that was what 
in my mind, oh, to be popular, you have to do this. But now you see so many instances of people being popular for, for so many things that are not nothing to do with their looks, nothing to do with with their athletic ability, nothing to do with, and it's just something they are fucking passionate about or fuck something that is uniquely them mm. And I think, yeah, you can be cool just by by focusing on that mm. Yeah. Yeah, and and yeah, and I guess for for yeah, so I think. That's probably just one of the many pieces of advice that that I'm sure are out there. Yeah, yeah. I I think uh, it's it's probably also just not to never go into yeah don't go into an activity or or even a, a relationship with a person with the expectation that that you you need to you need to be liked uh, or loved or anything lah. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think that's the, that's when people can can sense that kind of like uh, that desperation and all that on you as well. Whether it's mm-hmm. whether it's you're joining a new group activity or you're like you know getting to know someone and all that, don't put all your eggs in that one basket, lah. Basically, that's what all I'm saying. Uh, and treat it yeah. like treat it like um, it sounds a bit of, uh, sounds a bit like too casual, but but almost treat it like that. This is the game of life, lah. Right, you know. Where, where certain yeah. groups you enter, you you won't be liked. You get kicked out. But certain other groups you enter, you, you know you're loved to everyone, and you hang out. You like everyone. Same as relationships. Certain relationships you you meet this person. Yeah, you get along well, and yeah, you know. They, so yeah, don't don't put all the eggs in one basket, thinking that yeah, like, this is this is it. This is the one that I must put all my energy into and all that, right? Because because mm, you got your mm, whole. Mm. Remember our lifespans. The human lifespan has grown. Like exponentially in only in the past like fifty to uh, seventy years of human history la. so so back yeah. back then humans we living past fifty was a huge achievement la, you know so so yeah maybe mm. you meet one person that is really that one person for life that you ever meet and all that la, right well oh, I feel we need some like inspirational music in the background <laughs> this is getting a like like Jay Shetty and, yeah, and like, that kind of vibe la, you know yeah 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 no and I you, think uh, yeah. you can be you okay you do you and the world yeah, yeah. will will cherish you for who you are and yeah. not who you should be. I'm just trying to sound a bit more give a if we're gonna if people are gonna take anything away or so at least something interesting Because I was just listening to Neil deGrasse Tyson and, and Joe Rogan and, and yeah there's a lot of interesting mm. things that they, they say in there. They make you think largely about life in general and how you should live your life and all that as well. Mm. And, yeah, yeah, that's a good podcast. I'm about halfway through now. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good. But yeah, yeah. yeah cool. so that's where we are. Cool, cool, cool. Kiara all right, Kitty. all right, all right. Kiara Kitty. Yeah, let's just see how the story develops. Uh. Mm, mm, that's cool. right. Yep. All right. And then now that brings us to our third segment, the one show comment of the week. Yes. What is your... What is yours, man? Uh, my one show comment of the week actually is, um, is, is again from the... The YouTube. Uh, yeah. Yes, the YouTube. Because uh, I, I feel like... Um, uh... <laughs> Uh, it's quite interesting what the things that people are very focused on on YouTube, lah, right? As in, mm. once there's something more than just the audio experience, uh, then there's a few comments, like you know, like like uh, Ronald Zie just said, "Oh, didn't realize Terry's just sipping some nice cold beer while during the podcast." So yeah, oh, la, yeah. <laughs> once in a while, I am having a beer or a coke or something, and no wonder the mm. podcast sounds so good. And then uh, did they say that? Or did yeah, you they they said that, that. They said that. 
And then Ryan1102 was saying that, uh, I gotta say Harish's house looks really clean and comfy while Terrence has a really bold background. Laugh my asshole. Mm. <laughs> so, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah that, I I accept this part of it. I, also, I think someone also said that we need to, um, we need to change, uh, change our profile pic because I look different from the profile pic already. I'm guessing you're saying my chin, oh. my chin has disappeared <laughs> in the ensuing years since, uh, and it's true, my chin has, my face has become like a. Like a blob, like 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 you know what was that pink color character in SpongeBob? Uh? Um, I have no idea. Yeah, I forgot his name already. Uh. Okay. Yeah, but but mm. basically, uh, this the my head shape has become like that for a while. So uh, yeah, just funny, just seeing some of these comments. Uh, yeah, on YouTube, mm. it's not one one in I particular, see. but it's just in general, everyone starting starting to realize that we're actually human beings with like faces and. And everything also. Then, <laughs> if it's not just one, then what are we going to put in the link in the show notes? I'll send you one, la, don't worry. La. The more entertaining okay, okay, one. Okay, yeah. okay. Um, my one show comment is an uh, Instagram story that, that someone tagged us in. Mm. Uh, it was by papadam.3gp. Mm. And, and he just shared a video of him doing his regular skipping workouts mm. and listening to Yalabat. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah, saw that. It's just, it's just, was he skipping yeah. on a deck of a boat or something? Like a ship. Um, oh shit, he is. He is, right? <laughs> so, oh my god. Is he the same fabled yeah. person who crossed the Suez Canal and everything? And this is just part of his daily exercise or something like that. Oh shit. It might be, yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe, yeah. So, yeah. So, I guess if you're listening to us, papadam.3gp, uh, are you the same person on Reddit or do we have more than one um, um, <laughs> sailor in, in our midst? Yeah. But but yeah, I mean, it's just uh yeah, it's just fucking like listening to us while skipping. Oh shit, that is cool, man. Yeah yeah yeah, mm. that is cool. That's that is awesome. fucking cool. Yeah, there's another activity that that I can add to my list of activities that people do while listening to Yalabat lah. Correct correct. Yeah, yes. right now the list is growing. Yes, there's a growing growing list. But All right, uh, cool. So what is your one shock thing of the week? My one shock thing is um, I started rereading this book I read like last year, I think called The the Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. I mm. hope I haven't shared it as a one shock thing before. No, no, um, so. Yeah, so I mean, I had heard a lot about that book before I read it last year. Mm-hmm. Um, and last year, it kind of blew my mind because it is a very simple read with very simple pointers that really make you think. And it doesn't come from the you know the high horse um personal guru kind of kind of thing that Terence was just on um <laughs> you know that kind of like you know I'm writing this book because I figured out the se- the the secret to life and you have to listen to me yeah yeah that that I always get like Ugh, I don't want to read that kind of book but this book is actually very entertaining the guy is an awesome writer uh. he swears and 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 just does a very good job of getting the message across without sounding overly preachy mm. and it, I fucking love it life it's and I recently read it because it does, it does teach certain things like the importance of now everyone's being overloaded with so much shit, right? Mm. And learning how to prioritize what you care about and what you don't get triggered by, I think is more important than ever. Mm. And I think this book is good. Mm. I like it. Mm. How, do, how the su- yeah. the art of su- the subtle art of not giving a fuck. Ah, I see, I see. Okay. That's yeah, cool. yeah. And what is what is your one show thing? Uh, my one show thing actually is is just uh, uh, you know, generally watching the NBA playoffs now. Um, mm. like literally today, 
the the LeBron and the Los Angeles Lakers got got eliminated in the first round of the playoffs. So oh, shit. it's a real there's a real changing of the guard going on in the NBA lah. So all the new you know up and coming players of the last two three years are now the the players. You know they they're leading their teams past LeBron. Uh, past the old, the older uh, stars like past Damian Lillard, mm. for example, the Portland Trailblazers, you know. So, um, mm. yeah, similar to how you know we also see that happening in Barcelona and Real Madrid now, we we see this mm. sort of like changing of the guard happening, uh, in the basketball world, and this is the first, yeah, this is the first, this will be the first NBA Finals without uh, you know, either Steph Curry or LeBron James in, in I don't know like six years or seven years or something like that lah. So some some mm. crazy crazy, uh, statistic and and all the teams that are through now, the the last one to win the championship was the Dallas Mavericks in twenty ten uh, more than like almost eleven years ago uh. so so it's like mm. you know in the last ten years we talk about dynasties and all that nonsense, but now it's about a new a really a new uh future for for these teams really uh. so so it's, it's, it's a yeah exciting time to to be a fan, and 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 also like just. Uh yeah, just seeing the the changing of the guard happening in front of us. Also, still admiring what the what the old guard did before lah. But you 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 have to be a bit wistful about about what what they're able to what they like like right now like you're just watching them lose quite badly lah. Yeah, I mean it's like it's like football also lah. Like Champions League final, no mm. Cristiano Ronaldo, no Messi. Yeah, yeah, and like right. yeah, that the changing of the guard. No, and it was fantastic that it wasn't even like Pep Guardiola also. Yeah, it hasn't been able to 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 win it with Man City also, like, right? The Champions mm, League, mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. So even yeah. he, I consider him like you know that that previous generation of with Messi and everything, also of of coaches and all that, like, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's an interesting time. Yeah, man, mm. it is a very interesting time. So yeah, um, I mean, uh, yeah. hopefully we, hopefully this whole COVID mess will be sorted out soon. Then we can actually do that, uh, you know, in face to face interviews with. The people we need to interview. Mm, I thought you meant like COVID mess, as in the general global uh, COVID mess. But you just mean my COVID situation. <laughs> yeah, your COVID situation. Uh. I see. <laughs> I was like, yo, Terence, we whatever we said is going to be endemic, okay? Yeah, no yeah, like, I mean, so just, It's going to be with us until twenty twenty four, Let's face it, yeah. yeah, no, it's going to be with us forever. Yeah. We just need to learn to deal with it. Understand? Yeah, correct, correct. Now it's just more That's the the you know the logistics of, or when someone has it, like where they need to hide and everything, like, Right. Mm-mm, exactly. Yeah. Cool. Cool. cool All right. Cool. That brings us to the end of this episode. Thank you for listening. If you liked it, please share it with at least one other person, and talk to you all soon.